Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Wow, two weeks in a row. It's like a record. Yeah, don't get used to it. <laughs> don't get used to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Oh, this is a record for us this year. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a bit of a record for us this year. We've uh, we've been very um, inconsistent. <laughs> Life happens. And after this Get week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say with uh, Boba and all the books we have, we'll have a pretty consistent schedule <laughs> moving forward. Well, Plenty to do. Well, we could have gotten through <laughs> a lot of this stuff had we actually have kept on track. <laughs> We did not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least it was uh, mutually agreed upon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So, well, folks, uh, welcome back. We've got uh, Book of Boba Fett, the third episode or third chapter, because it is a book after all. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching a book. <clears throat> it's great. And uh Yeah. That's that's what it is. The, the book of Boba Fett. You know, I uh, I actually wanted to talk about something. I'm I'm attempting to to find it now. You know, I'm not a I'm not a Twitter guy, right? Yeah, you're not either. I don't even have Twitter. Yeah, as a matter of well, I don't have Twitter. I just have, we we just have the the podcast. I guess we Twitter. both technically have Twitter. Technically. <laughs> I just don't have the login. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do want to talk about a little bit of uh, Twitter thing here, um, and then maybe some other general stuff. I, I guess I guess I shouldn't jump too far ahead because, as people know, the first twenty to thirty minutes have to just be us, like you know, BS talking about nothing. <laughs> so how's your week been? Not too bad, not too bad at all. It's been a uh, pretty uneventful, you know, just kind of getting back to the daily slog after all the holidays and everything back to work back to studying for school and whatnot and good times yeah we had uh had dinner over at our dad's for his birthday yeah that was fun yeah um yeah this week not not much going on so far this week i mean normally i mean (laughs) normally we have more of a week by the time we record uh, but we're we're actually just recording these sort of on Wednesdays, right as the uh, <clears throat> the episodes come out. So, um, yeah, just just work, uh, and then Friday I'm flying out to Texas, so trying to uh, get all my crap together. So that should yeah. be fun. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be a good time. Uh, speaking of work, how's the new job going? I think I don't think we've really talked about it on the podcast, but you got a new job. Oh uh, yeah, maybe not. You've um, been at it a few weeks now. Y- yeah, it's a, yeah, it's been. Two, two or three weeks, I guess. But yeah, I got the new job. Uh, that's been pretty good. Um, you know, not not too crazy. So yeah, I can't complain. It pays me more money. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always End of the fun. day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, no. I mean, uh, yeah, week's been pretty, pretty uneventful uh, to this point, yeah. I, I think. I think that's what everyone can hope for on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> very, very true. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, nothing really. <laughs> there's just nothing really very entertaining. It's January, yeah. uh, for Pete's sake. So yeah. it's definitely flu season. I think we all might have a little something going around. I have no idea what I have going. A, some kind of sinus infection or something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not COVID. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I mean, know a few it, people around me have it. So well, hopefully, the, I the newest variant it. is like you know apparently super contagious. So more than likely, yeah. we're all going to get it in some form or fashion. I already had COVID, you know, mm-hmm. a while ago. You probably have also had COVID. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> from me he suffered the <laughs> after facts of the vaccine as well which essentially is like mm. you know going through it all over again you know yeah so but yeah this this newest one will probably go through everybody and it, it seems to be generally spotted as a mild cold for most people yeah um so yeah yes which is sick. if that's where we're at with it i think we can all live with that i think <laughs> so yeah I, I certainly think so um i know a lot of the Folks I manage have been, you know, going out sick and everything lately. A lot of people have have uh, certainly been uh, getting getting a little sick. So yeah. while you're sick, you just gotta come over and listen to the podcast. Start from the beginning. This this I think, yeah. if I remember correctly, is like our hundred and seventieth episode or something like that. Which actually, yeah, hopefully, you're not sick long enough to finish all. Yeah, of that's them. actually not technically <laughs> true. It's 170 episodes of the main show that doesn't include yeah. the uh, mini uh, comic episodes I used to do. So I don't remember how many True enough. I did. Plus the one perfect uh, solo review that we never got to actually upload. <laughs> yeah, but we did a podcast on it, though. We did the audio, I think. We, we did. I just, did. I just remember just us having video. like this massive like two, three-hour video that was gold that we could yeah i ran out of good. memory on the memory card because i didn't erase everything properly <laughs> yeah it's good stuff um okay well i guess uh, i guess let's kind of jump into it then just so that we don't get too long-winded um i wanted to kind of chat a little bit about some of the <clears throat> stuff from last week effectively Mm -hmm. and you know if you guys do want to interact with us you know hit us up on twitter tc plan podcast you can send us an email to tc plan podcast gmail.com we always say that at the end of the episode but i did think one thing was kind of funny on twitter now i don't remember exactly who it is and i'm probably I, i probably don't remember exactly what they said but it was um I I understood at the time why it was said, but at the same time, it felt really odd to me that it was said. So essentially it was something like, you know, it's like, well, this is just my opinion, but like what I listened to the episode was like, you know, uh, was their expectations and, you know, it was like good or bad. It's just an opinion. It's like, first of all, Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody uh, apologizing for my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you don't either, <laughs> right? No. And, and, and no, last I checked, uh, it's mine, and yeah, I can apologize if I yeah, feel Yeah, and, like and, and <laughs> granted, I, I'm sure the, who, again, I don't remember, I couldn't find it. I was trying to, I, I, I don't really navigate Twitter anyway, so it's, it's in the ether, but I'm sure the person who put it out there was like, you know, trying to be, you know, just nice about it because we did have some pretty strong opinions in effectively not liking the first two episodes. Yeah. But I thought it yeah. was it was just kind of funny uh that somebody would think that that I need that sort of uh almost like grace. It's like, listen, if y'all choose to listen to the episodes, awesome. I love having you here. I'd love to have more interaction with people, and we don't, and that's cool. But I know people listen because I see the stats. Like the first day that we dropped this episode, I mean it was like fifty 
downloads like the first day. So yeah, I mean, we are kind of posting this right after it comes out. Yeah. So we're kind of those podcasters. And, now, and, and, so. and granted, no, I'm not. I'm not posting it day of. I'm I'm posting it on Monday. So we record on Wednesday. Oh, you're still yeah. doing the next Monday. Same okay. days. I, gotcha. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing that game. A lot of people do. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care to get the instantaneous clicks. I mean, I think we both are relatively even about the fact that this will never make us famous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just like having the conversations. But but hey, this is kind of like what famous people deal with, I guess, having other people speak for them on Twitter. Yeah. It's awesome. and, and again, like <laughs> I'm not ragging on the person because I I assume that they listen because you know they obviously tweeted about it. So I, I, and I think, I think I want to say I probably could find it cause I think it was a uh, retweet, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I just found it a little bit interesting that it, it kind of felt like apologizing for our opinions. I was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't play that. And, and technically they were right. I mean, we did have a lot of expectations and this was something I wanted to talk about expectations I think personally that having high expectations of a new show is not a bad thing. Personally, I think that it's what we should be doing. We should be holding television in general right now to a higher standard because there's so much garbage television out there and movies too. Yeah. And for the most part, we are essentially paying these subscription services for TV. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people who buy subscription-based services. Like, who's really buying Netflix for the movies anymore? Honestly. And mm. Disney, I mean, we have Disney Plus because of Star Wars. So that, granted, there are other good things on Disney Plus, but Star Wars has to carry the entire load for us to make that payment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ultimately. Ultimately, so, yeah. And, and what what other option is there to expect everything to be crap? I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i not the most positive person in the world, but that sounds like a horrible way to live my life if I hear news about something and I instantaneously want it or expect it to be garbage. Yeah. I, I mean, I expect KOTOR's remake to be absolutely amazing. We'll I, expect, I expect Kenobi to be something that is, you know, stellar, something that will blow us away and really tug at our heartstrings as longtime fans. I don't see why Boba should be a different. Well, and the thing is, is like, I, 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 I don't think we openly hate anything. No. But the first two episodes were not particularly enjoyable to watch. I mean, there were some good parts about it. I still don't like the whole vision quest thing. I, I thought that that is like such a cliche uh, mm-hmm. for Hollywood to do, especially, uh, considering how much it was overused in spaghetti Westerns and that sort of stuff, which has negative connotations to it. it, it it's not being woke. It's just a reality. Um, yeah. and I think that, you know, I, again, as I said, probably 25,000 times, I wanted this show to be a gangster movie, not a Western movie. Mandalorian mm-hmm. is a Western with like it's, it does it it's well. like a samurai western <laughs> yeah. but this i wanted to be its own thing i didn't want mandalorian season three you know sub or you know like colon or slash the book of boba fett i wanted the book of boba fett to be effectively godfather 2 which i will talk more about here in a second after you talk <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and what we ended up getting was Last Samurai. Apparently, well, it, yeah. It's it, what was what was my analogy? It was something mixed with Last Samurai. Um, what was uh the Last of the Mohicans? Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. The last. No, no, yeah. no. Dances with wolves. No, da- dances with. It wolves. was dances yeah. with wolves mixed with yeah. with uh, the Last Samurai. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, and again, like, I'm glad people enjoyed it because there were quite a few people that enjoyed it. There were some people that were making some pretty stupendous claims. Like this is the best ever. It's like, yikes for me, man. I don't know about that, but it's fine. This is your best then. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who, uh, expectations for next season of Mando are going to be freaking so high. They'll wind up in the gutter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought about it a little bit more and what I really wanted was Godfather 2. I loved. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite one. I mean, oh, the first one was so good. The third one, not so bueno. But Godfather Part 2 was such a good movie. And you know what? Masterpiece. They handled flashbacks amazingly because half mm-hmm. of the movie was explaining Vito Corleone's life. How he yeah, became the Godfather. And you actually Godfather. wanted to know it. I don't want to know a ton about Boba's interaction with Tuscans. I don't know why. Yeah. As a fan, I feel like I should probably care more. But at the same time, there's a lot of parts of Star Wars I don't care about. Sure. I didn't care about the Mandalorians for the longest time. Not mm-hmm. necessarily because I don't like Mandalorians. It's that, one, it's a lot to get into, and two... It just didn't seem relevant until Mandalorian came out. Sure. Because all we really dealt with was Boba Fett and Django. So I didn't care. Right, right. Now I do. And maybe someday I'll care about Tuscans, but it's not today. And it's clearly not going to be from Boba Fett because we're done with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, uh, again, when, when you had these flashbacks for, for Vito Corleone's life in The Godfather 2, you saw him coming in, well, coming to America as a child, uh, growing up. Um, I need to rewatch that. I, I was actually thinking about doing it today, but I didn't have any, any time at all to do it. That's a big commitment. <laughs> well, they are. They're long. But the whole thing <laughs> it's is... Like wa- it's like rewatching Lord of the Rings. True. But he didn't start off being a gangster. He w- worked in a shop. He was just a regular mm-hmm. person, and extraordinary events kind of happened. He meets his friends, and then he starts to build his, his, his empire, so to speak, through different acts. And, and I, I, I want to break this down for you because I thought it was the smartest thing I ever came up with, which is not true. How we fixed, how we fixed the sequel trilogy was the best episode we ever did. That was smart. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. So in the movie, he's, he's older, he's married. I think they were in the process of having like their first kid. And then um, I don't remember all the names, but the but the one friend like basically drops a, a sack of guns in his window. It's like, you know, hey, hide these. And then they become yeah. friends. And then they, you know, the shopkeeper's son was was his other friend that got garroted <laughs> by yeah. on Michael's orders. So anyway, the whole thing was is that he got kind of pushed into it. So. In order to start assuming power, he made the decision and he started to try and assume the territory, assume some power. So what does he do? He goes and assassinates the kind of underboss. You remember that? He was like, he went to his apartment during the festival and he like 
you know, caps him a couple times in the hallway and then like breaks his gun up and throws it in a bunch of different chimneys. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's Christmas. I got a barrel. Yay. (laughs) It wasn't Christmas. Anyway, so then later on, they actually go to Sicily and he Mm -hmm. and his friends assassinate the Don. In Sicily, they, they right. killed him in his own little little house and they took over the olive oil trade. So the import export thing. So they were importing the olive oil and then obviously other things. But he started off with a good. So here's where I think that this series is making a huge mistake. If it were a gangster show and not some weird Western last samurai thing. Boba Fett comes to Tatooine. He has no power. He has Fennec Shan and he goes in and he caps um, Bib. Bib Fortuna. Bib Thank Fortuna. You. I name just blanked. They didn't show that in the show. And I think that that's a mistake. Yeah. I know why they didn't because kids, but that would have been a solidity of his now struggle to the top, just like sure. Vito. So he, and granted, we did get to see it in Mando, but I think it should have been. I think it should have been here. In this, I yeah. think it should have been in here. And I think it should have been grittier than in Mando. I think it should have been more execution style. Yeah, well, you but know. you know, Boba Fett's now a good guy, or so they say. But l- let's. Well, and that's the problem. He cannot be a gangster because he's portrayed to be too honorable and nice. Yeah, there, there's, there's an anti, anti-hero because like Vito Corleone wasn't like a bad guy either. He did yeah. bad things, but he still cared about his family. He still cared about his community, but you know, he also killed people anyway, grade lines, blurred lines, no Robin thick blurred lines because that'll get you copyright <laughs> strike. But anyway, so we, we should have seen that happen with Bib in the show. So he takes over. He doesn't have anything. You have to have something to tempt everyone else. Like, what do you bring to the table? Protection? You're one person, well, you're two people, and then two pig guys, and then eventually when we get into this episode, we'll talk about some more stuff. You can't offer protection because you can't be everywhere in this giant city or this whole planet. It's impossible. So what else do you offer? You offer nothing. You don't bring credits, something valuable, or... What my idea was when I was thinking about it earlier, and this could have tied in the Tuscans in a very succinct way, is that the Tuscans had a secret source of water aside from the melon mm-hmm. things. Like, uh, I don't know, an aquifer or something. So, Well, they do. You just have to dig for them. I'm talking about Lord like an things. entire spring, <laughs> like a well. Right. And right. that could have been leverage. Boba Fett has no leverage in this show. I mean, and we see it pointed out in this episode, we'll get to it, but like he has zero leverage. He has nothing to offer aside from the fact that he's coming in. I am Daimyo. Why? Because you shot Bib Fortuna. That doesn't mean a a ton in this because Bib Fortuna was not Jabba the Hutt. He was just an underling. All you have to offer is the palace, which means nothing. It means nothing. Essentially. So. He, he's coming in. We didn't see the defining scene with Bib in, in this, in this series, mm-hmm. because there, there might be people that did not watch Mandalorian, right? Sure. Yeah. So let's just say starting off, it should have been here. Then he offers nothing. Vito comes through and offers this import export thing. 
And then comes the protection. And then comes the building of the family. And he's also, uh, no offense to Boba Fett, but like ruling with respect. Okay, that's fine. But you don't have anyone behind you. You have to build the relationships. And we're kind of seeing that now. But at any rate, I just, I think if, if our director would have just watched Godfather 2 before he started drafting these scripts or whatever, or the, you know, the mm-hmm. writers or whatever, I think it would have given a better formula for this show. But again, that's because I want a gangster show and not some weird appropriated Western. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, no, and I, even if he didn't want to copy Godfather a whole lot, there's still a lot of, other sources he could have gone by if he wanted to be a little bit more quirky and story driven, he could have done something more like, you know, casino or Goodfellas or something kind of more goofy. What do I look like a clown to you <laughs> when he's doing, when he's but, doing that bike thing, you know, just teaching the, it's like, do I look like a clown to you? <laughs> right. But I mean, it, it, there's little nuance sections that, set up the potential for it to be a gangster show. I mean, you know, they, they bring up the three families that Bib was kind of working with because he didn't have power of his own, which, right. I mean, made him a figurehead, but still made him more powerful than Boba in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you have a, a power struggle with the merchant and the working district, well, we'll, you know. Yeah, when we get to the episode. But yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But, I mean, they, they put in little tiny s- snippets of something that could have set up a good gangster story, making those decisions. But I feel like they all ended up falling flat. Yeah. I just don't think it's the intention, which is, which is too bad because there, there is room yeah. for, for gangster stuff in, in this show. I wish they would have done it, but you know, it doesn't quite seem like that's what we're going to get. And that does yeah. lead down to, you know, that tweet about, you know, expectations I think it's okay to have expectations and I don't think we're unfairly judging this show. I think we're judging it for what it is and what it's not. And, you know, like I said, the first two episodes, I was just not a huge fan of, I'm glad people are. I just, it didn't, it didn't give me anything uh, interesting to really chew. Yeah. And I guess my response to the, the tweet would kind of be, Again, it's kind of nice to see some people actually responding and interacting with our podcast. That's great. But, and I I do try pretty hard not to be super negative because sometimes <laughs> I, depending on how the week's going and everything, I can go that direction sure. in the podcast pretty easily. I think everyone could. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a blind fan of Star Wars. Star Wars is too big of a thing to like every part of it. Yep. And I think if you do, you're probably not being very honest with yourself or you're being a bit of a fanboy, which obviously there are yeah. quite a few. Well, and, and we're, <laughs> but we're I, not trying to be gatekeepers the, either. No, I love some of the newer stuff. You know, a lot of the books, probably, I don't know, the year or two after uh, Force Awakens came out were amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper. I love the old stuff. I love a lot of the new stuff. But... There's a lot of the old stuff I don't like, and there's a lot of the new stuff that it hasn't blown me away lately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Alphabet Squadron, Boba, the comics. There's just been some things that have fallen flat, and maybe it's just not meant for me. There's a lot of stuff that sure. 
especially with it being Disney. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's geared more towards children, geared more towards a certain fan base, and maybe this just isn't for me. I'm not going to hate it because of it, but I'm not going to say it's okay if I don't think it's okay. And I'm right. not going to apologize for that. Yeah, and, and again, just to wrap that up, I mean, we, we definitely... We're not ragging on whoever it was that, that made the tweet. I just thought it was kind of yeah. strange um, because I, I don't, you know, again, I don't think it was the intention, but I don't need to be apologized for. I'm perfectly okay with, yep. with, with what I said during that episode, and I'm perfectly yep. okay with the expectations that I had. So um, you want to go ahead and jump into the actual episode? Yeah. 38-minute runtime, down from 52 <laughs> The week before. Yeah. Ridiculous. Re- but it seemed like there was so much more <clears throat> than last week. Yeah, and, and I think just an upfront sort of thing. One, I actually enjoyed this episode a lot more. However, there is one thing that I, I do because it's immediate. We see it part of that right in the beginning of the episode with the brain spider. So I, I also participate in These Are the Voyages. It's a Star Trek podcast with my friend Chase. And one of the things that we've seen in a lot of the new Star Trek shows is this, how much Star Trek can we put in one episode? How many little things can we knock into here? And I got to be honest, I've never been a fan of that because you're, you're almost trying to bank so much on Easter eggs that you're not participating enough in your own plot line. And that's been the problem with a couple of the Star Trek shows. In this, I noticed it throughout little things like, you know, when we're doing that chase scene, there's like a, a pit droid and there's the yeah. there's the protocol droid, the silver protocol droid. And they're 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 trying to have an astromech. We have that little uh-huh. droid that like carries the yeah. cart around. And, so there, there's yeah. there's there is a lot of that kind of thing in here. And I'm not saying I don't I, I hate it. I'm just saying that that kind of thing gets old for me really quick because I am fairly mm-hmm. observant. I, I do observe a lot, but I'm not I'm not a, an Easter egg picker. I don't necessarily do that all that much. I know a lot of people love it. I'm I'm just not big. It's really dumb. It's really small. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, and everyone's actually getting pretty excited about it, like it would be somehow relevant to the story, yeah. which I'm sorry. There it's not going to be. It shouldn't sure. be. Well and, and that it, yeah, that's what happens is is like you oh, this, that, and the other. It's not important. It was just trying well, to stuff. It's kinda something like in the re releases of all the other Star Wars movies that Lucas did. He tried to throw so many extra things in just for the sake of doing it. Not necessarily Easter eggs back then, yeah. but Sometimes you get too cluttered, you know, and yeah. I feel like this show is really bad about that. Can be. I mean, I can ignore a lot of them, but it is odd. For sure. So anyway, from the plot point there, um, we sort of hone in on the our droid here, um, kind of explaining the lay of the land to Boba and Fennec, uh, you know, the, the three family, the three ruling families, you know, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I did actually kind of like the little back and forth with, with Boba and the droid here. It's like, I didn't want to upset you. Or, and then he was fine. You know, Boba had finally said, it's like, well, yeah, well that does upset me. You 
know, just kind of in a joking yeah. way. So I thought the dialogue Speaking was pretty of, good there. you know, Easter eggs, I do actually like this droid. He is uh, voiced by a pretty famous actor, and I do enjoy these segments. He's got a little bit of wit. Yeah. I do appreciate it. Yep. Well, then we get, uh, uh, what was his name? The character's name. Let me, I pulled up uh, Lortha Pell or Peel. Mm -hmm. Played by Steven Root, who was the stapler guy in Office Space. Um, He is, he's kind of what, like the water utility? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Basically. And he is complaining to Boba about. some darn rascals are taking my water and not paying me for my water. And they're like, uh, they replace their parts with droid parts and they're half droid people. More machine than man. <laughs> More machine than man. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, he's, he's saying he's dealing with a little bit of a street gang and he's such a greasy guy. He kept saying it's like, and mm-hmm. I was insulted for you. Yeah. Right. Right. And then he offers to pay double tribute if he, you know, if he resolves this. Like, have you even paid tribute yet? I bet you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we get uh, pretty quickly, we get the confrontation between Boba and these um, four street urchins. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Matt. Matt Berry is is the droid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know who you're yes. talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Voice yeah. of the droid. So we have Drash, Scad. Uh, who are the other two? Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, whatever. Apparently, they only want to list uh, a couple of them. What on IMDb? Hmm. hmm. That's odd. Okay, that's maybe. Oh, this is so stupid. I hate IMDb. You know what? To be honest, I hate IMDb. <laughs> I really <laughs> do. It's so annoying. Let me see if I can expand this. But um, so anyway, we, we get we get a couple of a uh, couple of new new folks here. Yeah, I don't know. They're not really listing them here. I even expanded it. It's like I assume maybe drummer might be one of them, and then. The only other person that seems to be in line here, they just say nutcracker biker. So maybe maybe that's So they don't even reference the the woman? No, that's that's Drash. Uh Sophie Thatcher. That's Drash. Uh, she looks familiar from something. Well, she looks like uh oh my god, I can't think of any names. Uh, right now, give me one second. Felicity Jones. To me, she looks like Felicity Jones mm. from Rogue One. Okay, old Jenner. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, she does kind of. I'm kind of look familiar. She really hasn't done anything though. Chicago Med, The Exorcist from 2016, and Prospect. So eh, okay, there's no, there's really not much here. Not much mm. at all. Wow, that's weird. What did you think of this street gang? Um, well, I thought a couple of things. So I think that it was goofy, but I kind of like the Drash character. Like, I think she could be kind of cool. Um, yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed their 
different fighting sort of thing. Like the one had the whip and one had a gun and the gun was trash. Well, it was total <laughs> trash, but we'll get to the reason why, but I don't know. I thought that they were, it was interesting and Boba clearly needed yeah. to have people around him and, and, and essentially just to get back to the main storyline. So, um, Boba confronts the little biker gang and basically they say, Oh yeah, that, that a-hole's been charging us like triple for our water. And so we just took it and didn't pay him. And so Bubba sort of turns him. It's like, well, you know, if you're not working, then you come work for me, kid. So he's got a biker gang, a half robot lady and two pig guards. Yeah. Which I can't (laughs) necessarily disagree with the decision. I mean, it made sense. He needs to build an army and it's a start. It's It's very quick. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not much when you think about the grand scale of what's going on around him. No, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that, that is kind of the Godfather too, though. You know, you, you have to, he starts off small, he makes good friends, you know, the close, and then he sections out. I mean, that's kind of how it works. I, I can see it. Um, I guess I just worry that we're not going to have enough time to build this grand army that he's really going to need, especially with the setup at the end of this episode. (laughs) Well, so anyway, we do after about 10 minutes, He's got new people. We immediately go back into the flashbacks mm-hmm. and it's short. Luckily not for long. It's short. <laughs> it is short. I was happy about that. Um, Boba does go to confront the Pikes about payment basically for the Tuscans so that uh, they can roam through their, their land in quotations, their land. And then the Pike. You think that was kind of odd. Right, right. Well, then the pike with this. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. I was just going to say with with how uh, the pikes are portrayed, regardless of our opinion of them, it seems really odd to imagine that they would need protection from anybody. True. And I, I think there's a reason for that. But essentially, when Boba does confront the leader of the pikes here, and demand the payment. He's like, well, we're already being, we already paid the biker gang. Uh, so you've got, you know, we're not paying you because we already paid them. And so Bob is like, well, I'll take care of this. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the bikers, maybe, we'll talk about it, but the biker, they, they left their mark and effectively killed all of his Tuscan buddies. Yeah. So... My thought is, and and obviously see what you think too, and this obviously kind of tackles into the rest of the episode, I don't think that the Pikes have to pay any of these people at all. Uh, I think that they were using the bikers to get rid of the Tuscans, and I imagine we'll probably get a flashback of Boba destroying the bikers at some point too, right? Yeah, I would have to guess. I don't think the flashbacks will end. No. So that's that's what I expect to see next. It was kind of odd, and this is probably the thing I would I have been the most interested in talking about with the flashbacks, because as we said, the Tuscans just didn't interest us. But he throws his staff into the fire. Throws another it's another one. I, I thought that too. He still had that wasn't the one on his back. He still okay. has his staff. Yeah, I thought okay. that too, because he 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 threw like two staffs, and I thought the second one was his. And then he also threw the little kid's staff to, in there, too. But no, he's still... Yeah, well, the first one, I think, was his rifle. I still had him. I think he threw the rifle. He still had really? him afterwards. 
Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, but I'm, I, I, well, I have the episode up. Let me just skim forward here, but I'm pretty sure when he leaves, he still has, let me look. Maybe not. May, you might be right, man. I thought he still had him, so you, you might be right. Let me skip ahead just a little bit here. We normally like to keep yeah. the episodes up when we record just for reference. Ah, you, I think you're right. Actually, you know what? I think my first instinct and your uh, your your watch through was was right. I think he did. I think that he did, he destroyed them both. Yeah. So I think you're right. That's all because there was almost a second of uh, hesitation throwing that staff yeah. in the fire. But now that I look at it again, that's not the one for Mandalorian anyway because he didn't have the spike, the little stabby end. Mm, true. I don't think so. I wonder where he gets a new one. That that kind of interests I, me a bit. Well, I don't know why. I just like those weapons. Well, you They're know what? Cool. No, I don't think he did because in our next scene. In his next fight scene, he uses a staff in that fight. So I don't, I, I don't think it was his. I don't. I'm taking it back. I don't think it was his. Mm. <laughs> of course, regardless, he knows how to make them now. So I guess True. he could always fashion another one out of respect and honor of the tribe. But he doesn't Hard have the the vision lizard. Man, he can't find the tree. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. Okay. Anyway, so we move on here. Um, Boba is forcibly taken out of his back to tank by old Black K. Oh, BK. The big, the big Wookiee himself. And uh, actually kind of really cool. So Black Chrysanthemum. I, I, I always say Chrysanthemum because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> the actor, Carrie Jones. Carrie Jones. What has Carrie Jones done? Oh, okay. He's done a lot. Oh, he's... No. Okay. A lot. Really? He's also uh, done a lot of just, like, special effects work, too. For a lot... Hmm. Oh, this is funny. He's 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 done, like, um, special effects makeup department supervisor. Uh Watchmen, The New Mutants, Lovecraft Country, Fear, The Walking Dead, uh, The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead World Beyond. So, yeah, he's huh. he's done a lot of, it seems more like crew work. Has he done, has, does he have acting credits? Um, no, nah, not really. A couple, Creep Show, TV series. Oh, he was on The I Orville. I wonder if he worked on the... I wonder if he worked on the Wookiee costume. <laughs> uh, I would have to assume. I would have to assume. So he. Because I do have to say, it's a really well done. Oh, it's it's sick. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's super good. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's done he's done quite a bit. Uh, but again, it mainly seems to be like supervisory and or makeup, special effects, that sort of stuff, um, and some. Some big, big, uh, bi- oh, geez, there's more like Legion, Preacher, Twin Peaks. Wow. Uh, True Detective, a lot of TV, The Lone Survivor, Shop Supervisor. So he, okay. I mean, he's done, he, he's done a lot. Huh. Yeah, a, a lot. So he, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Did some special effects in Predators. Very hmm. cool. Okay. Anyway, I, I just I I wanted to look him up after I saw him. So yeah. I thought that the fight scene here was pretty cool. 
and this was what I was kind of talking about. Your biker gang kind of comes in to help uh, Boba, and they all sort of have their own weapons. Um, kind of got like a knife, a whip, an electric whip, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A gun that I'm going to shoot him in the shoulder. Aim at hit. He hits his armor, his very minimal armor every time, and that was just amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny that I liked the fight, but at the same time, and I've heard some other people complain about it. It was almost like a World of Warcraft, like turn-based fight. Like no one yeah. bum rushes the giant Wookiee. <laughs> well, but you know, that could kind of be explained in uh, different ways. I mean, he's Wookiees are like, they're dangerous. <laughs> I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're a lot Very. stronger than humans. They're, they're just kind of a bit ridiculous when you think about it. So you could possibly say they're kind of like measuring. And then really when you think about it, like Boba buried that staff like in his back. And the, yeah. what was her name? Drash, our, our uh, female mm-hmm. biker with a robotic yeah, like arm. Yeah, stabs him in the side. Yeah, Drash. Uh, she stabs him like in what you would think would be a critical part. (laughs) Yeah. And he brushes off pretty much almost every single attack, essentially, even the, the back of the leg stab that would have dropped anyone to their knees realistically. Yeah. That, and, and that was the only thing it's like, it's a little bit of, you know, unrealistic Ness. Yeah. But of course there again, it's also unrealistic. They didn't break Boba's back. Well, yeah. If you turn, (laughs) if you turn on the subtitles, it does say bones crunching. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, I, I I really do like the costume. I think it's really cool. At the end of it, though, Fennec finally shows up and uh, throws him into the uh, the Rancor pit. Did you think for a second we were kind of going to get like a solo setup where yes. he's the new Rancor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been pretty That sick. would have been kind of fun. <laughs> but not exactly what happened. So anyway, um, then we have, we, we this is where we kind of get a little godfathery. So we have Fennec and Boba eating. He's like, I have to send a message. I think you've already sent a message. And it, and it kind of was reminiscent a bit <laughs> of, um, uh, what was the, uh, what was the oldest brother's name in the first godfather? Um, the one who was uh. killed. Because he was a hothead. Yeah. I can find <laughs> just from the quote I can probably find. I didn't I didn't piece. think about the uh the actual uh James Cant Sonny. Yeah, so James Can mm, was the actor. Sonny. Yeah, so yeah. Sonny, you know, he he was all about this like uh, retaliation. We we gotta send a message. We gotta send a message. And that's kind of where I started connecting a bit more because like, yeah, yeah, you you need to send a you need to send a bloody message. <laughs> Not exactly what happens, but I thought it was kind of a neat little sort of throw in there. Yeah, yeah. But what happens next is almost comically out of place. Like they deleted a scene before this. When the twins show because up? Or? they show up like right after the fight. Mm-hmm. And granted, there could have been a time jump, but it's like, were you waiting outside for him to finish his mission or something? And then they just straight up say like, well, 
Yeah, we wanted him to kill you, and sorry about that. Here's a rancor. <laughs> well, they also say that uh, somebody has claimed the territory. Effectively, they were saying that the mayor had kind of already sold off the territory to someone else. Right. And so they were kind of like, we're leaving. We're going back to now. Hutta, you, you do your thing, but we recommend you leave too. Yeah, and then they give him a rancor, which was yeah. kind of weird. And then Danny Trejo shows up. Yeah, and then it stopped trainer. being the Western uh, dances with samurais and, and semi-Godfather part one, and then it becomes uh, Desperado, and here's Danny Trejo yeah. just showing up, and <laughs> Boba's, Boba's going to whip out his la guitarra, you know, and, and just start like... <laughs> you know, shooting up people left and right with like the, the blaster in his suitcase or something. I love Desperado. I do love that movie a lot. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But anyway, D- Danny Trejo, it, you know, that guy has a very weird and violent past. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure he was in prison for like actual yeah. prison. But he's a weird actor. All in well, all, honestly, he can, very he can very versatile. Well, yeah, he can be scary or he can be goofy. like really goofy. <laughs> you know, it, it it's it was yeah. funny to see him show up. It was really kind of interesting to see him show up here. And and presumably he's here for to stay uh, maybe for a few episodes. I don't know uh, because ultimately he is the Rancor's. Um, Trainer? Trainer, wrangler, I guess you'd call him. <laughs> He's imprinted on it. The, the wrangler. Um, let's let's see. Let's see if there's any information, if he has any. Uh, oh, for, wow. He, holy crap. He, if you look hmm. at his IMDb, it is like. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, no, no, no. It's massive. It's, 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 it's like all this stuff that is in like post and pre-production. We're talking, there's like 20 things that are, that are Currently? coming up with him in it. And I'm sure it's like, you know, it wow. might be small stuff or whatever. It doesn't matter. But like, he's got so many something. projects right <laughs> now. You have to like scroll down. Jeez. So I know they're a little bit more tight-lipped about this, but they, you know, sometimes they throw in here like if he's in multiple episodes, they only have him listed for the one, but it could be different. We, I think we'll see him again. I would assume so. We kind of. What do you think of the Rancor scene after this great debacle with the the Huts? Well, here's the. Which, by the way, real quick, we talked about this last episode. That it was weird to see two Huts on the same right transport. Mm-hmm. Are they conjoined? Because I think they I are. Don't, well, I don't think so. If you look at them, it, it kind of looks like yeah, they are. Maybe. Or maybe they're just set in a weird way. Anyway, yeah. but getting to the Rancor scene. Well, you know, th- this is there was an, uh, an episode of, wasn't it Clone Wars, where they had like a, a nice Rancor? Like a young one? Um, it was actually in, was it Bad Batch or Rebels? That they find a rancor. It was Rebels. I think it was Clone Wars. Was it Clone Wars? I think Bad Batch had a I'm looking, nice rancor uh, baby, I'm, too. I'm, I'm going to try and look it up here. See if I can. Uh, oh. Oh, no. It was Bad Batch. Moochie. 
Moochie. You, you yeah. remember Moochie I, when when I had even mentioned earlier that I was kind of hoping that Moochie would end up in the Rancor pit oh, now. It's and Moochie. <laughs> Moochie confirmed. Whatever. So Danny Trejo, like, behold, Moochie. <laughs> well, you know the the thing is, is like the first time we saw a Rancor, it was a monster. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be like a cre. You know some nice creature it was a monster that Jabba used to eat people that he disliked yeah so i i understand like sometimes the need to make things nice and and yeah moochie and all this stuff but yeah i I thought it was interesting like it's depressed and yeah the first human it sees it imprints on stand here and like don't get eaten bro and maybe it'll imprint on you like jacob in the stupid vampire movies <laughs> oh boy can i ride it can i ride it but can i ride it can i ride it can we start training me to ride it yeah, i want to ride it's it. like but you know yeah the witches of dathomir used to ride them i want to ride it no 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 what i'm saying is witches of dathomir magic <laughs> No, but I want to Black ride it. Black magic. <sighs> Fine, we'll train. My my, my not ancestors, because I'm not a Mandalorian, used to ride giant mechanical dragon things, so I can ride a Rancor, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's interesting. We'll we'll see how it all shapes up. But, I mean, even Jabba loved his Rancor. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Didn't you think the very end, like, where he's like, okay, I got to go deal with the mayor and you kind of get this scene with Danny and the Rancor, and it almost seemed suspicious. Yeah, kind of. It was like, yeah. don't worry, buddy. He'll be back. And they just kind of look at each other, then look at the screen like, is this a trap? Like, are they supposed to kill him? <laughs> I mean, you know, j- just just like Desperado, he just whips out a ton of knives on his chest, you know? <laughs> Secret assassin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything fishy, but I, I I think it's just that I think it's kind of a bias that we've seen, you know, Danny Trejo in so much and like being a bad guy, being a good guy. You're never quite sure. Yeah. It's like, is it is yeah. this Spy Kids or is this Desperado? You know, it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> right. So then we start to get into what I call a little bit of goofy. So first of all, let's talk about bit. these bikes. Did you get a Power Rangers vibe during all of these scenes? Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Me me and my wife watched this episode together, and she watched Power Rangers growing up, too, and we were pointing out all the similarities. Like, oh, they crossed, the bikes crossed each other the same way, and, like, look at the colors. It's really reminiscent. Yeah. I even saw someone uh, make a comment online. It's like, this is a George Lucas throwback to American Graffiti because those cars were super bright colored uh, too. It's like no, that's stretching. No, that's, that's a stretch. That's really reaching for it. Man. Well, I think that these guys are like you know they're they're flashy kids. It's like this is what Luke wished yeah. he was on Tatooine. Like, <laughs> I wish I had a bike with like sixteen mirrors on it. That's why I was trying to get those these power are, converters. These are all the friends that he goes to hang out with. That. <laughs> His aunt and uncle don't oh like You're going to become a part of a gang, Luke. Just stay in Moisture Farm. Yeah. So I, I will say this, and like I know that people might not care for this. I did not like this chase scene. It was far too slow, and it looked a little clunky. Um, 
I mean, the Got, it had an '80s vibe to it, almost like a Back to the Future chase scene. Yeah. It was weird and really well, like we talked about all the little Easter eggs in the chase scene. It was really bloated, especially for how short the episode was. Is odd. Chase scenes sometimes have the propensity to go on too long. Like if you think about, you know, Bond movies. Um, I'm trying to think about it. Was it? Maybe it was Diamonds Are Forever. They had like a super long chase scene in Vegas, or maybe it was a Roger Moore movie. I can't remember. But anyway, sometimes those chase scenes would get like really super long. And I thought that this was too long and like it felt really slow. And I know your tight turns and alleyway and all that good sort of stuff. But like when you see these folks, like they're revving their bikes and everything, it's just like, but yeah, you're not really going any faster. Right. And I felt like it was almost just to pump up how cool the biker gang was. Well, even though we kind of already got that with the BK scene, I don't yeah. know why we needed this. Well, they got a little dorky because, like, our one guy has a jackhammer spike foot, and then the other guy <laughs> just has so a, a flamethrower hand thing, like a TIG welder or a MIG welder or something in his hand. Yeah. Like, woohoo. And the goofiness just kept going when they made like the jokes about the one dude's eye and everything. He's like, I'm proud of my that eye. Was, it's okay. That was that was a little funny. I mean, that was a <laughs> little was. bit funny. It's like, keep an eye out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> paid good money for this. So anyway, Drash does wind up finally ending this this scene. Um, you know, dropping her bike effectively on on our administrator's uh speeder and causing him to crash so they are able to uh get get him stopped and this is kind of where we have the whole uh you know who she looks like mila Djokovic. yes yeah i agree with that she looks yeah oh dude talk about like <laughs> Talk about an insanely attractive woman, Mila Jones. The entire reason that there are six Resident Evil. Oh movies. boy, she. Well, I mean, Fifth Element. I mean, it, she. She's a talented actress too. But like, yeah. No, that I. I don't know. There, there's something about her, and then, um, then the other, the other guy with the eye. Uh, let me look up his name. Uh, Scad. So Drash and Scad, which sort of seem to be the leaders of the little gang, and the other two are just ancillary. Um, Scad's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I like I, the look of his design. I mean, his jackhammer foot is a little weird. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I feel like he's gonna go go gadget himself at some point and start boinging around. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny looking at these guys. It's almost <laughs> like Disney was just like, "What's popular?" I hear a lot in the news about cyberpunk. Oh my god! Let's do cyberpunk. I thought characters. I thought about that. Like Keanu Reeves is going to come up in the next episode. So, <laughs> Whoa! I'm on Tatooine, man. <sighs> what's What's wrong with that guy? Oh, don't worry. He's got a dude in his head. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to talk about we're, it. We're getting him help. Let me just put it this way. I mean, I just to, I I just didn't like the chase scene. I thought it it felt a little clunky to me, and I know. Yeah, I know. I know that you know we're we're trying to be a little bit more um, practical, but if you're going to do a chase scene, it needs to look fast because if it doesn't look fast, yeah. it looks kind of lame. That's my only criticism of it. Yeah, but I will say, right after the chase scene, we got a really cool ship. 
The Pike ship is awesome. <laughs> I think it's just a transport ship. I don't think it's even a Pike ship. And that's. But I think that's. Was it? I guess it wasn't. Yeah, the Pikes come off of that, but it's just transport. Yeah. But it was really well done. It was like they put some effort into it. It was cool, but it actually made me feel like the Pikes were a little lame because they couldn't come in with their own ship. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. The Pikes. Pikes are kind of like, lame, honestly. It's kind of like power scaling when you talk about it. It's yeah. like there's some inconsistencies with the Pikes. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're so powerful. I don't no, see it. I don't it. think they are either. Um, so anyway, Pikes are coming for war, and now we're going to suit up in our go-go gadget Power Ranger outfits and get the Megazord ready uh, and then fight them Megazord style. Yeah. <laughs> I love the other comment that Boba makes before the eye joke. It's like, are you sure it's the Pikes? It's like, I know Pikes when I see him. It's like, so does the entire galaxy. So does everyone in the world. <laughs> yes, in the galaxy, the universe. Yeah, everybody knows what a Pike looks like. Um, and that's kind of where we cut it. That's where we end the episode. And I was actually kind of surprised. I kind of felt like they were going to try and fit a little bit more into it. But they didn't. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, Do, does it seem to you that like the whole Pike thing could be dealt with if we just get BK on our side, just send him off to destroy. Well, that's actually not something we talked about. So he, he did get uh, Boba did release him. And I kind of, I kind of wish that he tried to like broker a deal and just have like, yeah, you know, big K there just stay and be like, yeah, I mean, just work with us, you know, one bounty hunter to another, just let's work together. And he could be his Wookiee buddy, right. just like Han Solo. But, one tie-in that we didn't think about in all this. Yeah, everyone's talking Afra. You know what he's going to go do now? Have his little fight with Kenobi and get his scar. Mm. So I bet we see him again, even if it's not in Boba. Mm. That would be a really good episode, the fight Interesting. between them. yes. Fascinating. Because I don't know a lot of BK's lore, I so I can't even it. speculate if we could even have him like maybe he dies right after this i don't I know don't so. but well now i don't know how far Afra jumps because i didn't read all of the last series but i think it would be cool if we saw him again i think he would be a very yeah. important ally in any battle i think we'll see him again i think he'll be back we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see how it uh runs yeah. out um yeah afra obviously there's a lot of folks that have been talking afra one thing, though, and there was an article, and it was, like, kind of one of those, like, almost, you know, it's, you know, I mean, come on. Who knows what the website's called? But talking about <laughs> Amelia Clark being kind of signed on to potentially do her own series. But my mind, who who owns the planet? Say the words, man. Who is it? You don't even know what? who I'm talking about, do you? Crimson Dawn, man. Yeah, there has been a lot of talk of potentially seeing Kira. I'm just saying, which, I mean, like, who else Who else would, would be more interesting to me than Afro? Who else would take the planet? Like, what other power do we have here? Yeah. I mean... And I'm sorry, if if we're talking about a fight against Kira and Boba Fett, I don't know who I'm rooting for at that point. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um... But yeah, I, I, I think that this will be the the easy tie-in to bring in Crimson Dawn. That's yeah. my that's my Although, thought. 
Yeah. Because you're bringing tough, back though. Like you would Dawn. think it would make more sense seeing as how Kenobi and Maul's connection goes back so far that we would see Crimson Dawn in the Kenobi series. But I feel like it would be cooler to see them against Boba Fett. One, Kenobi's not going to go up against all of Crimson Dawn because he's trying to lay low. Two, it would be cooler to see an all-out war between Crimson Dawn and Boba, but he's going to get demolished. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Again, we need an army, and we got four episodes to, well, three episodes to build an army, and then maybe a big war at the end. Let's step back just a little bit here. Let's step back a little bit and actually consider the timeline. So the Mandalorian was nine ABY, so it was five years after Return of the Jedi. Book of Boba Fett is set in the same time frame. The mm, Kira wouldn't be in power, would she? Well, no, th- this is what I'm trying to establish in my mind. So, in the Bounty Hunters uh, comic, that was set right, well, basically right after Empire Strikes Back, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the whole sale of Han Solo. We did not conclude that series, so I do not know what happens in it. But what we do know is, is Crimson Dawn is back. So considering that Crimson Dawn is back and considering we don't know how that timeline sort of ended, I think it's entirely possible that it would still be Crimson Dawn. Personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my thought. Which, by the way, let me just, let me just rope in one quick thing here for us though. Kenobi's dead. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm not thinking right on the timeline. That's wow. why, that's, yeah, that's why I wanted to pop on a timeline. <laughs> that I didn't hate, click. That did not click. <laughs> I hate Star Wars time, so that that's why I wanted yeah. to pull it up here. So when when we talk about you know Black K and and that earlier, Kenobi's Jeez. already gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's already been done. Dunzo. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> it gets kind of tricky with that timeline. We're the detail yeah. guys. We got it. We we just yeah, eventually clearly. get them right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it eventually helps. So hell, Kenobi was dead before the first time we ever saw Boba Fett. So <laughs> I don't know yep. why I was thinking that. So <laughs> a- anyway, but to make a long story short, I think it's an easy way to bring in Crimson Dawn. Personally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Akira series, though. I mean, I love Amelia Clark. I like the character too, but an entire series, like, what are we? What are we supposed to do with that? Maybe that'll be my gangster movie. I, Maybe she'll be Vito Corleone. <laughs> again, I know it'll never happen now, especially the announcement of the the new comic and everything, but just do Solo 2 and put a lot of her stuff in won't it. Won't happen. That's all you need. It's dead. I know. It's, it won't it's happen. DOA. It, it'll never happen, yeah. which is sad, but it won't ever happen. But it would be a shame if we got a Kira series instead of it. Not necessarily instead of it. They're not that closely related, but... It's kind of a slapped it, Alden Ehrenreich. I thought me. Alden Ehrenreich was a was a really good solo. Not a great solo, but a good yes. solo. I, I liked it. I like solo. And even, even if we didn't have another solo movie, I still want to see him go on adventures with our new Lando. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Olden and childish. I mean, there, there's not much of a better combination there. They are amazing together. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, anyway, anything else you want to talk about story-wise? 
What's your projection for the next four episodes? I don't know. I mean, if I where are do we that. going? I don't. I don't know if I want to particularly do that right now. I because I I, I'll, okay. I don't know if I have if I have a solid idea on that at the moment. I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sure right now. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe after yeah, next maybe week. another episode or two. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe next week we can. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um. Next thing I want to bring up, though, is uh, something that we've actually done on, on, on These Are the Voyages, and that is diving into the IMDb ratings. Okay. Sometimes they're kind of funny. Um, I, I, I think this is actually where I see the majority of, like, or uh, the largest concentration of ratings. So I'm not going to come back and think about what we gave other episodes ratings, but episode one... The cumulative rating right now for episode one is a 7.5, and that is out of almost 10,000 submissions. Wow. Episode two has a higher rating of 8.5 with just under 8,000. 8. 8.5. Yeah. So what do you think, yeah. without cheating, and let me let me go back in here, without cheating, what do you think this episode is garnering right now? I would have to guess based on all the hate it's getting on like YouTube and all the Star Wars YouTube personalities trashing it. I'm going to say like a 6.5 to 6.8. 7.1 is what 7. it is. 1. What it so has it's lowest right ranked. Lowest ranked episode. With uh, a little over 2,000. A little over 2,000 submissions. Most of them hovering in that. It's like 22.8% is a 7 20.6% and an eight. And then the rest is scrambled. So, hmm. okay. Well, are you ready to give that's our weird. ratings? It's funny. Be- Go ahead. Well, it's funny because I was going to say that's the exact opposite of what I would do. I think it was the best episode. I think so too. Personally. Well, uh, give it to rating then. What, uh, what's your rating and why? Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.8. Okay. I thought it was a fairly good episode. Um, the flashbacks weren't super intrusive. They were probably like 20% of the episode, which is, to me, perfect. Oh, and we didn't even mention the Camino flashback. Don't care. Not that it was they much to talk about. It. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole night terror thing yeah. that they go for. Um, but, you know, our flashbacks were minimal. We had a really cool fight with BK um, we introduced some interesting characters, although I think they were mishandled a bit with the chase scene and everything and the chase scene in general kind of lowered the score, but we're setting things up kind of to be more gangster ish, you know, or we have the right language. We're talking about families. We're talking about, you know, how I'm going to rule and dealing with merchants versus petty thieves and the working district and everything. So we have the makings of a potentially good gangster show in the second half. It has potential and it's getting better. So I'm hopeful. And I thought it was all around a pretty, it was a good episode, not pretty good episode. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. And, uh, I can echo a lot of that. I, I think they're doing some things better in this episode. And, and with the, if if we would have made the chase scene less clunky, 
I, I think I definitely would have been a little higher up, but it was clunky. It, it didn't look particularly great. Um, <clears throat> but the, but the, uh, the fight was good. Um, you know, minimal flashbacking, interesting setup. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's not great, but it, it was a, it was a solid, solid episode. Serviceable, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 he- I hesitate. Cause even if that, if the chase scene was better, I would probably still only want to put it at like an eight at best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe an eight, two. Um, okay. Yeah, it was never going to be an amazing episode with the structure of it, but it was okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to ag- agree with your rating though. Uh, I'm just going to say seven point nine, just to be different, and because it was also the first, <laughs> right. the first episode Price that I, right. yeah, <laughs> that I actually really liked. So yeah, well, I'll give it a seven point okay. nine. I almost gave it an eight, but again, that chase scene kind of ruined that for me. Another thing I didn't mention. Um, I really think based on the length of it and how jarring of a transition it was, we should have had scene between the BK fight and the hut scene. I just thought that was kind of a weird transition. It's a little too quick for me. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, there we go. That's an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Another one in the books. Another one in the, the books. Book of Boba. So, yeah, I mean, as we kind of mentioned earlier, I'd love to hear what you guys think of the episode. Obviously, you can make sure to, you know, or just do it. Just do it. Just hit us up. You know, just find us on the on the medias of social. Um, On the tweet or. Yeah, at TC Plan Podcast on Twitter. You can just send us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Nothing much goes on on Facebook, but we're there. Um, so feel free to hit us up wherever, let us know what you thought of the episode and so forth. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we got. Anything else we need to talk about before we sign off? No, I think we're ready. All right, y'all. Well, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week. So y'all have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>